Seniors, does your doctor regularly reach out to check on you? Can you walk into your doctor's office and see them if you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number and can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. Doctors spend more time with patients than the doctors you may be used to. They offer telehealth visits, help you get your medications, and even make sure you get to your appointments. If your doctor isn't treating you like family, it's time to say yes to Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Call Dedicated Senior Medical Center today to schedule a visit and find out what you're missing. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson. Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on Air. I am your host, Rosie Paulson. I am the owner of Rosie Paulson Enterprises and SNR Services. My company brand promise is knowledge, connection, success. And we are grateful to dedicated senior medical centers for their sponsorship and their support of Cafecito with Rosie on Air. This show is dedicated to feature business owners in the community, who they are, what they do, and how they help the community. Today, my guest is my really good friend, Patrick Slavine. Patrick is a public affairs consultant and NIMBY expert and grassroots influencer who specializes in neutralizing NIMBY, and we'll talk about that, opposition. At the age of 27, he was elected one of the youngest mayor in the country in the Tampa Bay, uh, in the Tampa Bay area city of Safety Harbor. And this was back in 1996. As a Florida mayor, Slavine encountered numerous NIMBY, NIMBY, crisis in one of the most urbanized regions of the country during his Three-year terms, Levine honed his political instincts, gained invaluable grassroots experience, and acquired a unique perspective on how to preempt, neutralize, and defend NIMBY, NIMBY opposition, benefiting his clients for decades. That last month, um, Patrick published his book, and we're going to be talking about that too. And he resides in Tallahassee, Florida, with his wife, Sharon, where they enjoy their two young grandson, Easton and Logan. Hi, Patrick. How are you this afternoon? Hey, good afternoon, Rosie. Great to be with you here today. It's so amazing that we got to know each other before we both became published authors. Uh, it was a, a, a grassroots um, uh, meeting at La Teresita, of course, in Tampa, if you ever want to get somebody um, a good cup of coffee, you go to La Teresita here. Um, so tell me a little bit about what this NIMBY, 
B is. So N I M B Y. I'm probably mixed, my, not pronouncing it correctly, but tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. And you know, you always make good friendships over coffee, right? So that, I love how that's how we started in, in your backyard. And the N I M B Y, we, we call it a NIMBY. It's an acronym that stands for Not in My Backyard. And um, I always like to describe it as America loves progress, but Americans hate change. And with, so we like to grow and prosper and have our economy growing, especially being pro-business, pro-capitalist like we are, Rosie. Uh-huh. Um, but on the other side of the token, we don't want that, that big project, that big box retailer or 100 homes with thousands of traffic. Um, you know, stops uh, right down the road. So Not My Backyard is a phenomenon across the country where you have that conflict between local neighbors and industry trying to grow uh, in in the market, which is in the neighborhood. So I'm hired to help do community outreach on behalf of developers and corporations who are trying to get the license to operate. And, you know, obviously the Tampa Bay area is always growing, especially with uh, you know, the COVID and, and people moving from California and New York, uh, we're just going to see more and more of this kind of uh, conflict, Rosie, in, the, in Florida. And it's a great problem to have. And when, when that, that, that conflict happens, I get hired to, you know, to build bridges in the community. Wow. And that's important, the grassroots. And I think see, here in Tampa, that's so important because it is about who you know. Um, and how you get to those people is very, very important, but the education. So you give them the tools necessary for them to make the decision. Um, but at the end of the day, your job is to bridge, build those bridges. And here, those bridges are so important. Our niche is very niche. I always say to people, Tampa is very different from any other location that you've been at. Um, Orlando, Miami, it is very who you know, and how you get that message to those people that make the decision. So I'm glad that you are part of, of that. And yes, you're talking about growing tremendously. My gosh, we are uh, we are growing in leaps and bounds. And not only as people moving in here, we are in the in the top three um, places like where people move tampa always comes on the 10 but by by um uh, you know by product 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 of elimination we always get into the top three and usually people end up moving because of the weather because of the school system and because we are one of the most friendly city also for business owners so there will be there's going to be a lot of improvements that are happening so and i like the acronym acronym uh, not in my backyard. We all want it, but we're not we're not ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and to your point, uh, if a developer was hiring me to build bridges in in the Tampa Bay area, um, you have to go to the influencers such as yourself. I mean, you you're the folks that um, are the leaders of the community. Have your fingers on the pulse and and advise others as to you know what's what's the next best restaurant, if, if the last movie was any good to watch, um, who to vote for in the next election. And so that's that's a key component. And also being a former mayor of Safety Harbor over in Pinellas County uh-huh. um, back in the late 90s, you know, so I'm showing my age a bit, <laughs> um, 
the bridging the bay between Hillsboro and St. Petersburg. Uh, there's there's just a wealth of leadership and and knowledge capital uh, that just makes the Tampa Bay area uh, the best area I think in, in the state to live. Um, I live here in Tallahassee, as you as you know. When people ask me where where should I move to, I tell them the Tampa Bay area because you're 90 minutes away from everything from from Disney and professional sports to some of the most beautiful beaches in the world, it's within 90 minute drive in your in your neck of the woods. So it's fantastic. Well, and it, it does help that right now we have all the all the trophies in our backyard right now, right? With the Super I'm a Bucks Bowl. fan. <laughs> this was actually what we really needed through this pandemic and all that stuff. So right now it's not like we're bragging, but we're bragging. <laughs> Hey, look! I can talk on this whole show about the Bucks and the wonderful year we had. It was just, you know, it, it made a, a, such a challenging year of 2020. Um, you know, push that further back in memory with the victory we had last month, and uh, so I was really happy for you know for the region and for the state. Yeah, I think some people were not really happy about the mask situation <laughs> during the Super Bowl. So, you know, I think the best thing that they were able to come out was that boat parade uh, where they were all down, going down the down the river, which it was, it was really, really fun to be um, safely distanced. Right. <laughs> safely distancing, you know. But uh, it is missing the whole Gasparilla effect, so people were a little bit upset about that. But I think there's still going to be some people that will do it anyway because that's such a iconic um uh, event that only happens once it happens once a year so we'll see we'll see tampanians are a little uh a little bit set on their ways and just those things are important absolutely so um i know you're using your public relations too as part of of um uh of reaching um people that they have projects and also um, that that they have um, uh, a grassroots necessity, especially in campaigns. We talked about a little bit about the campaigns issue. And you having won a, um, a campaign at such a young age, what do you think was the key factor that will, will perhaps, if somebody's running for office, they need to consider is the most important thing that they need to have in order to be able to cross that line of earning, you know, earning that spot. Hmm. Uh, that's a great question. And, and being headquartered in Tallahassee now for the last 20 years, I've seen um, elected officials come and go uh, from the governor's office right down to um, you know, the commissioner level. And the common denominator, and, and I've advised several candidates over the years um, and campaigns uh, and the common denominator is Rosie you have to care about your community because uh -huh. if you only care about yourself and your political um, journey um, and and raising money so you can have more fame it's not going to cut it you know you really have to care about the people um, and the policies and the challenges and and then be able to communicate with sincerity sincerity on how you're going to solve that those problems how are you going to represent the character of your constituents um, at city hall at the county commission level school board level or state legislator or even uh, you know u.s congressmen the congress folks or, or senate 
if, if you don't come across as you, if you don't care enough about the folks, and we've seen in our elections recently, um, those who don't care, they'd like to be more of the ruling cr class, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to get elected. So that's my short answer, um, and I'll stop there. <laughs> yes, and I think part of the part of, of the misunderstanding too is people only think about national level, but you mm -hmm. can make a difference in starting local. Local is the most important one. Even with your school board right now, you know you have to have that passion for those children that are the future. So start somewhere, but what you say is correct. Care about the issues enough so you are able to be a good representation of those constituents because people really don't understand we are the one that hire the elected official. And if the elected official is there just like you said because they want to have a title after their name but they really not care about the community, we as the constituents have the right to fire them and we have to because they're not representing us because that's what the whole idea of government is, is somebody representing our area. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah. And I would add to that, uh, you know, my three-year term as mayor from 96 to 99, when I was uh, d deciding whether or not I wanted to run for re-election, I decided I didn't want to want to run for re-election because it was going to be for the wrong reasons. I, I accomplished everything that I wanted, that I set out to do, cut taxes, improve our downtown um, district, increase our sales taxes, um, hired more police, reduced the lawsuits, all the things that were of, of challenge um, were a challenge. And after three years, I was like, well, if I'm running for re-election, what am I running for? And I started realizing just so I can stay a mayor. Right. That wasn't good enough. So um, I, I, after three years, I um, moved into the corporate section and never looked back. Yeah. And that's, it. that's, again, a great way to look at it. If you went in there to accomplish some, something and you accomplished, move on and go to the next, you know, let somebody else um, get that spot. Because the reality is we want to make sure that people are always improving and doing things to better our community. So you have a book. It's called Never Lose to NIMBY, Opposition Again. So tell me, what, what, what inspired you to write this book, which we already know now that Not in My Backyard is what that stands for. But why a book? Uh, to help the developers and the uh, corporations, um, regional developers to multinationals, um, Stop repeating the same mistakes over and over again. You'd be surprised um, on when they come into a community like like Tampa and the Tampa Bay area, where they either purposely or um, from a side of ignorance just ignore the community leaders and just focus on their project, going through the approval process, going through your planning and zoning commissions, your city halls or county levels. And what that does is just creates a lot of problems for, you know, community problems for what would turn out to be a very good project that's sustainable, harmonious with the environment, and it's an economic driver. But even those projects, Rosie, um, and those developers make mistakes. And, mm -hmm. and by ignoring, you know, the community at large, uh, it's because it's the community that gives you the license to operate, right? And so... Um, 
people are always looking out for the status quo. We want to protect the character of our community and, um, and the quality of life. We don't want our taxes to go up. We don't want crime rates to go up. We want traffic to go up. Uh, or yeah, And so those concerns are legitimate concerns that bubble up and take out good projects. And I know you and others who are, who are um, on this program have seen those kind of NIMBY conflicts because they're in the paper and in the news every week in every community across the country. And we see trillions of dollars every year of good solid projects across many different industries be defeated um, because of this gap. So I was inspired to write, I've been writing this book in my mind for about 10 years and I finally got to the point where I felt comfortable that I had enough to offer someone who read it. And it really stems from when I was a mayor and seeing this firsthand in Safety Harbor in Pinellas County uh, when we had a lot of nimbyism back then, and it really hasn't stopped to this day. Wow, wow, so amazing. And um, again, you know, it's just getting your passion into paper to help others um, be successful. Um, so a little bit about Patrick. So I know you have two grandsons and you have a beautiful wife. So tell me a little bit about what's your favorite pastime or what, will you, what you like to do your hobbies. Who's Patrick? Wow. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, well, I'm somebody that is very passionate about um, getting points across. I'm very focused on uh, making positive impressions. And it's either on behalf of clients, as a volunteer in the community, for example, I'm the president-elect of, of a local business group up here representing a couple hundred small business owners. As you know, small business owners are... Um, you know, we, we're overshadowed by the big corporations, although small business is the backbone of any economy, uh, any part of, of the state or, or country for that matter. Um, I'm a homebody. When I'm not working and traveling, because I, I travel for my work across the country, um, I, like, I just like being home, going golfing, um, still writing. And, you know, with this book now, I'm, I'm now going to start venturing out, doing programs like yours and sp you know, going on speaking engagements across the country. Um, I've priced my book to where it's very reasonable, so, you know, it can be read. I'm not, I didn't publish a book to make a lot of money, just I want, pe I want to put it in people's hands and um, spread some information. Otherwise, I'm, I'm here in Tallahassee at the power center of the, of the capital of the, of the third largest state in the union, and the wonderful thing about living here, Rosie, and being a community leader up here in my own right is you know the right 20 people, you can get anything accomplished anywhere across the state of Florida. Yes, yes, and that is so true. Now, I know you've done a race who is very demanding on your body, and you and I are not young. So tell me a little bit about that, too, because that is quite of an accomplishment. So tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, it's called the death race, and I, I've done them in the past for relaxation. I know that sounds like a con contradiction, but um, it's up in the Vermont mountains where it's invitation only. And I've um, gone a couple times as recently as 2018, and where you go for – they try to beat you up to for where you quit, right? About 100 people, some of the best athletes in the world, come together in the mountains of Vermont – and for um, three days without sleep, you do various kinds of challenges. Um, for example, doing 3,000 burpees um, you know, overnight or racing under a quarter-mile track of barbed wire for 12 hours. Uh, and, um, and if you quit, you're done. Uh, and I've been 
I've been fortunate enough to make it down to, I've never completely finished it, um, but I've made it to where I was at the last cut and the oldest person, I'm 52 now. Um, and so I'm, I'm pretty proud of the fact that I can take a beating and keep on going. And um, I have a race coming up in May, a hundred mile run in the mountains of Vermont again. And I'm, I'm training for that right now. Uh, and it's so funny how you said uh, you, you, you can get beat up, but you keep going. And it, that kind of mirrors what we do as business owners. I don't know if you've seen Facebook, <laughs> but there was this, this one um, video of this person trying to go out this maze and everything was coming at him, blocks and punches and stuff like that. But the person kept going and kept going and he kept falling and getting up and kept going and kept going until he made it to the top. And I believe that summarizes the the um, business owners day a day in the life of a business owner, right? Because our job mm -hmm. is just to do it again the next day, even if you were punched and you were, you know, if you fell and you were hurt, just keep going and going. Well, I, I think that that says something about entrepreneurialism. And uh, look, pain is just mental, and failure is part of success. And so when you're a small business owner, um, you know, it's like the death race in racing. You know, you're going to have obstacles. You're going to experience pain. Um, are you going to give into it or are you going to have the mental fortitude to go forward and, and overcome it? And you come out stronger on the other side. Right, right. And it, that is so true because at the end of the day, our, our economy is run by business owners, like you mentioned. So it is in our best interest as Part of this country that we continue to support business owners and that they continue to be successful because they are the engine of our society so how can people find you how can people get your book Patrick sure um, well you for the book uh, never lose to NIMBY opposition again you can go to amazon.com uh, and just type in the word NIMBY and you'll, or my name Patrick Slevin and you'll find the book there um, it's in Kindle form right now, and it should be coming out in paperback um, in the next few weeks. Uh, so that's exciting. Um, I have my website, patrickslevin.com, and uh, you know, you'll see my, my professional credentials there. Um, and my email, if you have any, you know, if, any if any of your viewers um, have any questions uh, about anything we talked about, from death race to surviving uh, controversial projects, they can definitely give me a, drop me a note. And that is awesome. Thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. And if you guys uh, want more information in Patrick's book, please don't hesitate to uh, reach out to him. So let's talk about mentors and influencers. Highly engaged, engaged people are in instinctive ambassadors and a trusted source, and they are willing to go above and beyond what is required, not because you told them to, but because they want to. Highly engaged people are instinctive ambassadors and a trusted source, and they are willing to go above and beyond what's required, not because you have, you've told them to, but because they want to. This is Susan Lloyd Horwitz. It's, this is a quote on my book, and like Patrick and I just mentioned, mentioned we both had a passion, and how we use this passion to better our community is what's gonna make us different. As business owners, find your purpose, 
pair it with your passion, continue to be persistent, pivot into success, and you will achieve a thriving, successful, and profitable business. People do business with who they like, know, and trust. Let them find you. Let them trust you. Let them like you. And let them do business with you. My friends, stay pure, stay positive, and stay inspired. This is Rosie Paulson. Ciao. You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepaulson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure, stay positive, stay inspired. Seniors, can you walk into your doctor's office and see them when you need to? Do you have your doctor's cell phone number? And can you call them anytime, day or night? At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, their only specialty is caring for seniors. Dedicated makes it easy to get the primary care you deserve. If your doctor isn't taking time to listen to you or isn't treating you like family, it's time to call Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Schedule a visit to find out more about the care you deserve. Call 813-359-1448. That's 813-359-1448. Appointments available now.